Good morning, everybody. It may not be morning when you're listening to this, but it's morning. I thought about doing the Good Morning Vietnam open for this show, but I don't want to scare anybody uh, when you're listening to this in your car or wherever you might listen. But welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. This is Jim. Tom, I'm back with Tom. Tom, how you doing, sir? Great. Awesome. <laughs> it's an hour later where you are, so it's not too early. <laughs> uh, yes. But... Uh, uh, we're back with you, recording in the morning. I'm back at the real job. Um, I'm not at the real job right now. That would be wrong. But uh, I'm back at the real job in the office. So a recording schedule has been altered a bit uh, moving forward so that uh, we, we don't have to take breaks in the middle of the day or whatever. But uh, yeah, here we are recording and talking. Uh, we want to make sure to get an episode up this week because we got a big pay-per-view coming up this weekend with nine picks for us to make in our head-to-head, which will be... Um, fun and mean that we should not be tied after this, you would think, unless we make all the same picks, or I guess there is still absolutely a way we could be tied, but let's hope not. Maybe we can break this thing um, and see how it all works out. But uh, before we get into AEW's revolution, um, I always want to call it retribution because we always talk about retribution, but it's revolution. There we go. Got got it in. Um yeah, how how the how the mighty have fallen in that. But anyways, that's another topic for another week. Uh, we wanted to just hit a couple of quick hits uh, before we get to AEW. The bulk of our time is going to be spent talking AEW today. Uh, but uh, on Monday night, Monday Night Raw had the world title match between The Miz and Bobby Lashley. I have not seen it, but I do know what happened. I've read the results. Uh, Tom, you saw it. Um, Bobby Lashley wins the WWE title. Uh, I think 11, maybe more than 11 years. I can't remember now how many years uh, since he first debuted back in his first run in WWE. I've, I've seen a graphic and 11, it's not 11. It's way more than that. It's, yeah. Yeah. He would, cause he was involved at WrestleMania 23 yep. with, with uh, Umaga and Vince and, and former, Vince. former president um, who shall not be named. Um, my very first WrestleMania. Yes. But live, like live in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, gosh, was he what 03 04 debut? So, yeah, so close to 20 years, um, closer to 20 years. I don't know where the 11 came into my head. Maybe that was Kofi Kingston was 11, um, when he won it. But, um, Bobby Lashley wins the world title, uh, seems to be, we would think, on a collision course with Drew McIntyre for WrestleMania. Although, I am curious to see what they do at Fastlane now. Um, which they got to get building that show here, but hey, why why would we why would we do that ahead of time? Those those that are tuning in now, get ready for uh, two weeks from now when we have a four match preview for Fastlane. <laughs> right. They they have already announced uh, one match uh, at least for Fastlane, which uh, it's the women's tag match, and I don't understand why we're running that back. But okay, uh, apparently that's what we're doing. Uh, poor Naomi and Lana won a world title or won a tag title shot. Uh, a month ago, month and a half ago, and they cannot get their tag to save their life. But uh, that's, again, maybe another topic for another day. Uh, Lashley wins the world title, though, Tom. Uh, they had a, a, a show-long story to lead to this, too. Um, what were your thoughts as you watched it unfold? Yeah, it was it was entertaining. Um, and it, it wasn't as, as maybe campy as you might think it was. I think everyone played their parts well. Uh, interestingly, because again, Lashley and the Hurt Business are heels. The Miz is a heel. 
So positioning these talents in a way that you want to favor one or or not favor one, and I think it's easier to not favor the Miz, was was interesting. They didn't really overtly go out of their way to make you empathize with Lashley, but I think you could find a way to do that um, and want him to get his hands on the Miz. And 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 as Lashley was very adamant about wanting to kick his ass um, or do whatever he was going to do um, in a very physical and violent way. Um, there goes that E uh, rating on our podcast now. Sorry, guys. But no, the, the way it all played out um, was good. Side note, I don't need Shane McMahon. I mean, Shane McMahon has, has returned to Raw in the last few weeks, and I, 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 I believe I know where that's headed, and we'll talk about that in weeks to come as Mania develops more. It's it's headed towards me taking a bathroom break at WrestleMania. Is what it's <laughs> but 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 it's it's it, it, because he's existing in the same like screen time universe with Adam Pierce. It makes Adam Pierce less impactful. Because we know that there's going to be a time where Shane McMahon no longer is there, but why does he have this 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 greater power than Adam Pierce? Like if they were if they were like because struggling, man. I, I know, I know, but just uh, just it's stupid. It's it, stupid. it is it is stupid. It's it's cringeworthy and it's frustrating. Um, but yeah, apparently Shane McMahon has has all the power and is and and it's interesting. Like I I would. In a perfect world, there'd be a storyline tie-in back to the Hurt Business and Retribution and uh, the fight, what, what was it, uh, Raw Underground, I was about to call it the Fight Pit, but that's not it, Raw Underground, and all of this stuff with Shane. No, the fight, the fight Pit is the really entertaining thing on NXT, Underground is the other thing. Precisely. So, it, I mean, so so as much as I enjoyed it in just a very basic, like, show-long storyline that culminated in Lashley winning the title, which is an important like milestone um, for him and for, again, another African-American champion. The involvement of Shane McMahon did take away my enjoyment. I, and again, I, I, you could, it doesn't matter that it was Miz and Lashley. You could have inserted anyone here and, and Shane McMahon's like over involvement. It just, ugh. it just, it reeks, it tastes poor. It's vinegar. Uh, so 100% agree um, on the Shane piece and 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 is Adam Pierce I mean is he is he a babyface office guy is he a heel like I I have seen I haven't seen NXT from this week but I've seen that somehow he may be involved there um in what happened I don't know like I don't know what Adam Pierce their booking with him is just really weird in his role. And, <clears throat> and it almost seems like at some point, are they going to, uh, like, I mean, he got put in the tag title match on Monday night. Are they going to an Adam Pierce versus Shane McMahon match at some, like, what? I, I don't know. He's treating Pierce very strangely. And I agree. Let's be honest. After April 12th, Shane McMahon, probably not around. Um, most likely that just, that's the way it works. And I get it. It's WrestleMania. He's a McMahon, whatever. You know, hey, the first time they're going to have fans back, he's going to have a match. Let's be honest. Triple H probably finds a match on this card somewhere. Um, I don't need it. I don't need it. And and as you and I have said, if they are going to Shane and Braun, snooze fest. 
I, I do not care. Yeah. Uh, maybe they can make me care. And kudos to them if they can, because they are starting behind the eight ball on that one for me. Um, but let's go back to Lashley. Uh, that uh, little diatribe about Shane uh, notwithstanding, and I, I 100% though um, wanted to say that I agree with everything you, you feel about that. Uh, I love that Lashley won this. I, as I was reading through the report, I was a little afraid they were going to keep doing the Miz avoids defending the title thing and not pay it off at the end of the night, but pay it off at fast lane or something. And that almost would have been a little too stretched out. You know, it, it's kind of, it, and I realize how hypocritical this is going to sound. We, we talk a lot about how they hotshot too much. They don't do any long-term planning. They don't, you know, all of that. And now I'm sitting here saying they had to pay it off that night. They couldn't do any long-term to, you know, to the, to the 21st, but, um, it read really well. I, I doubt I'll have a chance to go back and watch the entire show, which is a little bit of a bummer. Um, I would like to at least see the match that finally did happen. But um, I, I thought it, it sounded well done, all in all. Um, the Miz is a cowardly heel, He, which is why it's always bothered me. We've talked about this a few times over the last month or two. When he does the cowardly, goofy heel stuff, they do the, the midget... Um, you know, midget Seamus and Drew or whatever it was, the the actors and all of that kind of thing. And uh, then they do, you know, right after that, he holds up the money in the bank and I'm the Miz and I'm going to be the world champion. Like the back and forth character stuff for him just doesn't work. He's a cowardly heel. He's, that's who he is. He plays that role reasonably well as a cowardly heel. So I'm glad they went that route with him and didn't make him like, it almost would have been totally out of character for him to say in any way that you thought he actually believed it, that he was going to go toe for toe with Bobby Lashley one-on-one -on -one and beat him. He might say it, but you'd see it in his face that, you know, he didn't believe it. Um, he didn't want to get in that ring with Bobby Lashley. And, and he didn't want to get in that ring with Bobby Lashley. And in the end, he was right. He shouldn't have, um, you know, as far as being staying champ. I, I'm excited to see. I'm actually, I, I I feel like this is probably headed towards what we've said, Drew McIntyre at Mania and Drew winning the title back at Mania to give Drew that moment in front of a crowd, not a 80,000 person crowd, but maybe a 15 or 20,000 person crowd. And by the way, they need to get that figured out and put some tickets on sale. If, you know, if they're bringing a crowd in, like. We're five weeks away. Right. You got to I mean, the Super Bowl happened there. You've got their plan. You've got how they handled things like, at some point, I don't know. It's just weird that they haven't done that yet. Um, and it's not because Florida's been shutting anything down. Florida is like, hey, do whatever you want. Who cares? Um, coronavirus doesn't exist. Um, so that's that doesn't seem to be the problem. I'm just, it's very odd that they haven't done that yet. But it seems like that's where it's headed. And there's a part of me that doesn't want that. Like, I want Drew to have his moment. And I'm really bummed that he didn't get that moment a year ago because of COVID. Um, they had told that story pretty well with Drew. And then, you know, it really would have been an awesome uh, culmination for his career to beat Brock Lesnar in front of 80,000 or 90,000 or whatever in the world Raymond James holds for a WrestleMania if it were able to be full. Um, and it sucks that that didn't happen. That being said, I don't want to see it just a two month run for Bobby Lashley. Um, I don't know that that helps Bobby Lashley. You know, Kofi got, what, a six-month run, I think, from April to October. Um, 
now we can talk that there could be a whole nother show about whether it was a good run, how they booked him, the fact that after a six month run, he's a world champion, you beat him in six seconds or whatever in the world it was on the Fox debut. Um, a whole different story. But I just I, I want Lashley to have a more dominant run. I think his character deserves a more dominant run, and I think his character needs that because he is this dominant force. And if you just beat him in two months, and I'm sure it'll be an epic match. Lashley and McIntyre have had some really good matches in the past, not only in WWE, but also in Impact. They've had a long history there. I'm sure they will go guns ablazing. We've talked about what we think the crowd is going to do for those guys at WrestleMania already. And I can't, I'm really looking forward to our head to head conversation about WrestleMania. Um, not necessarily for all the matches. We've already said that, but just to talk about what does it mean to have a crowd back and a crowd of that size? Cause this will probably be the biggest crowd we've seen in over a year at a, at an American wrestling show. Japan has had obviously with, with wrestle kingdom and that some shows, but they had rules around cheering. And I'm going to tell you right now, WWE is not going to put in the police note cheer rule. Um, the new Japan has had. So at least I don't think they are. So I, I don't, that's my only fear. Like I'm really happy about this. And yet I have trepidation because I think it's all going to come to an end in five weeks. And I guess I'm curious to see, maybe they'll tell a story in a way that I'm okay with it when it happens and maybe it won't happen. Maybe Bobby Lashley is actually going to be, I think, would be only the third heel to go into WrestleMania, the the main event, if it's the main event, which, let's be honest, it probably won't be. Um, it probably won't be. Might main event night one. It's not main eventing night two. Um, but a lot, most heels don't go in and then win uh, or retain the title if they have it. Uh, Triple H did it. The Miz did it. Um, how crazy that those are the two names I'm saying. Triple H and The Miz are the two that have done it. Um, maybe Lashley can be that guy, but I don't know. That's the only, that's my only trepidation. But congrats to Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I'll say also that I'm in Camp Lashley. I think that he deserves and could actually have a more sustained run. Totally agree. I, I don't. I don't give WWE the credit or the or the trust to to actually pull that off, which is a bummer. Uh, I think that, you know, in a different time with pro wrestling, this is a, um, an amazing story. I, I, I actually, as you were talking, as I was thinking about this too, and especially because Lashley did not get pinned when he lost the U.S. title uh, a mm-hmm. few weeks back. I don't know when the last time he actually has lost a decision, like like pinfall. I, I, I don't believe he's tapped yeah. out. So so when So I'd love for them to say, Bobby Lashley, your new world champion has not been pinned or submitted in whatever amount of time. That, to me, makes Drew McIntyre's chase that much more engaging if you choose to go that route. Again, sadly, this is sports entertainment and less on the sports, more on the entertainment. I think that's a sports-centric view. Again, when you think of rivalries or you think of, you know, all of the good like sports stories that you end up like connecting to or having like historical context for there's that, there's that tie-in we're on the doorstep of that for WWE. If they, if they're planning to go the McIntyre recapturing the title and having his moment route and, 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 and Lashley's a great foil in that. And then you can build him in that way. That's, that's kind of one path. I, I, I like that path. I'm not married to that path because to your point, how fantastic would it be to have Lashley continue to be dominant from now until SummerSlam? And I'm just throwing that out. 
and then have it build to be something more. Uh, because who knows, maybe SummerSlam is that next show in an outdoor venue where you can bring fans in and maybe you're, you can incre- increase capacity. We're not at, you know, a 25% or a 40% or whatever, you know, more folks will be vaccinated ideally by that time. I don't know. I, I, that's, it's a little bit of like wishful thinking in a way, but also like pie in the sky of what, what could be. So here, here's a story you can tell. Uh, while you were talking and you said it, I, I went and looked. So his last singles pin loss was actually January 4th on the Legends Raw Riddle pinned him. I'm assuming it was a roll-up, something like that. I'd have to go back and look. I don't I don't remember. I saw the show. I just don't remember. Um, so it wasn't memorable. And WWE could kind of pretend that didn't happen, too. The story you can tell is before that match, the last pinfall loss that Bobby Lashley took was in June of 2020 to Drew McIntyre at Backlash. So there's the story. Okay, you somehow gloss over the riddle pin on January 4th or you just pretend like it never happened because it would not be um, beyond WWE to just pretend like that Raw never happened and, you know, that match never happened on Raw and Riddle didn't pin him. And the last, you could you could say it in a, even in a way to avoid that, the last pinfall loss Bobby Lashley took on pay-per-view was at Backlash last year to Drew McIntyre. Um, so there's how you get away from the riddle thing. There's your story. The last guy to pin Bobby Lashley's shoulders in the map in a pay-per-view title match or in a title match, because that riddle match wasn't for the title, uh, for the U.S. title, in a title match was Drew McIntyre. Almost a year ago. That doesn't really work, but they'd say it. Um, you know, it's kind of yeah. like you're in the we're, we're in the Dallas area, but you're three hours west of Dallas or whatever. Yeah, they, they've never been shy about creating their own narrative. Right? <laughs> right. Been flexing and bending the, the, the truth. Exactly. So, um, be interesting to see, and, and we'll have a lot to say about it here over the next five weeks, I'm sure. Um, and, and again, what do they do at Fastlane? I, right now, I don't have, you know, unless The Miz gets a return match, maybe, but they've done away with the whole, you know, everybody's entitled to an automatic rematch thing, uh, which is fine with me because that gets a little bit too routine. Um, but I'm sure the, there will be Miz shenanigans on Monday night where he's trying to get another shot at the title. And he should, because you were the champion. Why wouldn't you want a return match and wouldn't want a chance to get the belt back? Um, although it could also be that he totally pivots and just goes to the Bad Bunny storyline and forgets that he was ever champion. And we all wonder, why does it matter then to be champion if the Miz doesn't care? Another conversation could take us three hours to go, but <laughs> that's a good transition to ring of honor, which is our next topic, because that's where champions and former champions do care about the titles that they win or lose. Absolutely. And uh, the big news coming out of last week's championship edition, which you and I were both uh, very interested to see uh, is that we have new tag team champions. Uh, we have Kenny King and dragon Lee of Los Facciones de Ingonables, um, which you and I both always struggle to say, but um, I think I got it pretty close there, who defeated the foundation of Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham to win those tag titles. Uh, be interesting now to see how it all lines up for the 19th anniversary, because Dragon Lee is going to do double duty, assuming no other title changes between now and then. Um, I believe I saw, and I'm probably not going to go back and watch it, because, but I believe Wednesday night on the uh YouTube exclusive 
uh, Brian Johnson did not win the TV title. So that's, I, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. pretty sure I was safe in that. Um, I didn't even need to see it on Facebook to know that that probably was what was going to happen. Um, again, Brian Johnson, a good character, but you're not putting him over Dragon Lee right now. A nice, uh, a nice attention to detail piece with that is that Dragon Lee did come out with a tag title belt. So again, who knows if this was recorded in kind of sequence, but just the idea that that happened on TV last weekend, whenever you get ROH, and then this Facebook exclusive member experience YouTube match, he came out with both belts. Again, I think I'm a detail guy when I yep. can be and, and, and as best as I'm able to. So that I noticed that for sure. Absolutely. Great, great catch, Tom, and great um, attention to detail, however it was taped um, at, at the taping. So good for Ring of Honor. And uh, so, yeah, King and and Lee, of course, win with shenanigans um, and and not following the rules, which is what LFI is is all about, um, is not following the rules. Of course, we saw that again then uh, in the world title match on, on Ring of Honor television as well when Kenny King uh, hit Shane Taylor with the, the chair, um, which I don't know about you, but I saw coming from a mile away. Well, uh, and they were they were trying to tease dissension kind of right. to, to an extent with Kenny King and LFI because of Kenny King's history with Shane Taylor. And then, it, of course, it's a red herring because Kenny King is the one that leads to Shane Taylor getting put down by Roosh. Yeah, I I never bought into the dissension thing. I just didn't. They're, they're way too early in the LFI story. Um, unless King was, like, leaving Ring of Honor or something. And I'm pretty sure he's one of the stars they've talked about re- that they've re-signed. Um, and, and Roosh and, and Dragon Lee have re-signed as well. So I just, yeah. The whole time that was happening, I was like, yeah. And then when they started playing up the um, the relationship between King and Taylor, which called back to when King and Taylor had a match uh, shortly after the Pure Tournament. I think that was maybe Shane Taylor's first match, maybe both of their first match back since the pandemic. Uh, you know, they talk, I remembered them talking a lot about their history there, too. So, so good again, good attention to detail, carrying that story forward uh, into this match. But that isn't what we wanted to to really talk on it is though the new tag champs uh, it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes i you know as with them as tag champs i i like it um i think it continues those issues between lfi and the foundation uh, i think it's gonna be interesting to see this week on ring of honor tv who wins the four-way to get that shot at roosh there is a foundation member in that four-way so i would say he'd be a a real strong favorite to win that four-way to keep that story rolling. When you look at the other three and you think of the issues that they're intertwined into, I mean, gosh, you got to you got to go with Lethal, especially right. because of the the greater story at at, uh, at hand. If, if this was for a, a Ring of Honor World Title shot on a future edition of Ring of Honor TV, I would say it's wide open. Any one of the four of them could could pull it off. With it being the pay per view, I mean, Jay Lethal's got to win that match somehow. Uh, it's going to be more interesting to see how do they get there than than who's going to win that match in my mind in my eyes i have certainly been wrong about that before we will talk about that in a few moments here when we get to red uh see i almost did it again revolution um retribution that that name is just grained in my head but uh tom who do you think is going to challenge king and, and dragon lee that's a good question i i i've been racking my brain about that to be honest with you since they won uh and I just, I just don't know who's out there to challenge them yeah. right now. Um, I don't even know that I looked back at the rankings, and I thought it was really interesting because um, they listed the rankings when Brian Johnson got his shot on YouTube uh, slash Facebook, and 
we talked about Bandito being in that mix, I think, a week ago. And so. and he wasn't on that list, which is weird. So I don't know how quickly, like, like when, when, where, and how, like, with AEW, you know, you get new rankings every Wednesday before Dynamite. I don't, I don't know that I'm in sequence with when Ring of Honor does that. Um, Usually on so, week by week. Okay, which is oh, Tuesday maybe? Um, uh, those are Tuesday at noon, yeah. And I have not seen this week. <laughs> I haven't seen anything this week. Uh, so I have not seen week by week. Yeah, so I, I think I, I think that you have to have it be kind of maybe just a random pairing, maybe. I, but I don't know. Like, do you want to like? You're trying to honor the the ranking system, but I don't know who who falls in the rankings where. Uh, you you could argue that the Briscoes make sense, even though they lost to King and Lee for them to get the shot because Flip Gordon interference. Uh, and then two, like talking just a little bit more about that tag title match and the way that the title change went down the pure rules were the reason that the foundation lost and not by their own will, but because of the underhanded tactics of LFI, you know, Dragon Lee's second illegal punch, which should have been a DQ was missed by the referee, knocked Gresham cold while lethal had uh, hit a dive and errantly landed on uh, Amy Rose. So lots of stuff going on there. Um, again, the the match quality uh, with a, a coupling with the storylines on Ring of Honor in the last few weeks have been the best uh, the best after the pure tournament. The pure tournament had its own you know right. path and story, which was fantastic. But now that they're shifting, um, it's been really really good and really enjoyable. Yeah, I got to give. We've talked about it before. Ring of Honor is they're they're starting to click now, and I I just wish because uh, I don't see them going back to two ring maybe this year at all. Um, and definitely not until probably fall at the earliest. Do some monthly specials. I want to give you ten dollars, um, and I will give you ten dollars at the end of March for you know to pick up Honor Club so that I can see the the uh, anniversary show. Oh my goodness! Just you, you're clicking. You're doing some good things. Like build on that. Oh, I don't know. We can. We're preaching well, to the choir here, but well, yeah. And just as a business, if you're investing all of the time and money to bring guys in and have them quarantine and have them test and then do tapings to not then give yourself more content for, for what's be, behind a paywall. Like, not that I am advocating for that. If you want to give me everything that you want to give me for free on TV. Great. I get that. And I'll, and I'll take it. Right. I'm, I'm happy to tune in for an hour every week, but I can't imagine your merch numbers are that strong that you don't want to have other revenue streams coming in. I, I just don't feel like, and maybe I'm totally wrong on this. I don't feel like it would increase their cost much, if anything, to to add in an Honor Club special. Um, maybe maybe it would. Maybe I'm totally wrong, and they can't tape another, you know, five to seven matches. I'm I'm not saying it's got to be nine, ten, eleven, twelve match show. You know, make it a two hour show. That's you know that'd be so that it's a little longer than your Ring of Honor TV show, but it's not, you know, your pay-per-view. That's fine. Make it a two, two and a half tops hour show. Um, I, I just can't think that the cost to do that is that much more than they would recoup in people who would pay 10 bucks a month to know that I'm getting not only the pay-per-views for free, but I'm also at least once a month going to get this special show that I'm only going to see here. They might recap it on the TV show, but they're not, you know, like a WWE pay-per-view, they're not going to show the matches I know they did that during the pandemic early, but hey, they were trying to figure out what to do in a pandemic. Total pass. Um, like I just, it just blows my mind. I don't and know. you can promote that new content for only ten dollars more a month 
for the cost of two cups of coffee at your favorite, you know, local coffee shop or chain, whatever, we're going to give you this. Right. That you can only see on Honor Club. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the cost is too much. And and if it is, I understand it's a business. But what you're, you're putting out a ton of content that you're not other than, other than selling ads on your own stations and however you monetize YouTube, because um, I'm sure they they have enough subscribers and enough views that they're monetizing on YouTube. Get get another revenue stream going. Like yeah. I know you have Honor Club, but give me a reason to want to want to get it. Well, and with with the big matches they've been giving us on TV, they always talk about it. This match goes past the top of the hour. You can go and watch it on Honor Club. I fear for the fact that if that's the route they end up going, if at some point the rubber meets the road and we get a, a pure title match as the main event, and you know they we get to the twenty sixth minute mark and we're out of time, we got to go tune in for the rest of this on Honor Club, and then you have to pay for that. That's going to be in poor taste. If you if you if you get us there already, and again, maybe they they want to reward the people who are already doing it, and if that's their prerogative, that's their prerogative. I think that'd be in bad taste because, you know, to do to to use your TV as a way to get you there, that path is not a path I'm in favor of. Right. Well, and the fact that the TV show doesn't air at the same time everywhere by any means yeah. would like. So then you're going to have the finish up there before some people even see the show. So they're going to be like, well, I know, I just, I understand why they say it. It gets the word honor club out there, but I almost hope they never do it. It's kind of like the pure rules of if somebody interferes, they're fired. I mean, it's a creative way that now if somebody is leaving ring of honor, you could have them interfere in a pure rules match. And then you're like, and they're fired and you never see them again. But other than that, why have it? Because you, <laughs> you, you got a corner you're painting yourself into there. Um, and and the run of the overrun like that, you know, they don't want to be Halloween Havoc '97 uh, when nobody got to see Goldberg and DDP. You know, they, they don't want to do that. That's not. Don't do that on your TV show. All right. Anything else, Ring of Honor, Tom? Otherwise, no. That's good for now. We we uh, we haven't talked a lot of AEW. We got a little bit of AEW conversation in last week, uh, but it's been a little while. So it's nice that we're going to be able to really kind of dive deep into AEW here. And uh, first of all, though, our head-to-head, we updated last week after takeover, Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Get them in the right order here, Jim. Um, And uh, we are tied. What is? Remind me again, Tom, what the records are. They're tied. We are tied at 20 and 6 apiece. 20 wins, 6 losses. 20 and 6. I would take it if the Cubs can start 20 and 6 this year. Um, (laughs) I don't think they're going to, but I would take it if they could. And if the Bears went 20 and 6, because that means they won a Super Bowl and more. Um, so <laughs> I got a better chance with the Cubs than I do the Bears. Anyways, <laughs> so 20 and 6 heading into head to head. And again, we have nine matches to talk about on this show. Um, assuming they all happen, I hope they do. Certainly, obviously, in this time frame, we know that, that things can change on a dime as they did with Elimination Chamber. Um, Hopefully nobody gets pregnant or test positive or has any sort of injury. So hopefully we get all of nine of these matches because I actually think they've done a reasonable job, whether there's, you know, a match or two that I'm not like, I don't care a lot about, but they've tried to tell a story to get to the matches. So I think they've done a nice job of that, but uh, let's put a little ticker up there for anybody who does watch on YouTube later. Um, And again, remember, you can see Tom's beautiful face again on YouTube now. Uh, unlike the la- uh, well, last week was the first week, the re-debut of Tom Bobo's face, and um, and I and I got a haircut now, so even more incentive to come and check out 
this. And, this and you've always had a much better background because you have the room behind you where I just have this blue wall. Um, I've always, I have a green uh, tarp that I've been intending to put up so I can have like fun backgrounds behind me. And <clears throat> yeah, that doesn't happen. So um, best light plants, right? All right, let's talk head to head. <clears throat> Excuse me, a frog in my throat there. We've got a coin flip to do to oh, determine who picks first. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have a, I have a sad dog who has woken up late this morning and has now been begging me to be let outside. So I'm gonna mute my screen, run and let the dog out while you pull up the coin flipper. So apologize for those listening on on iTunes and your other podcast platform. We're gonna have a minute or so, perhaps, unless Jim talks of dead air. So we'll be uh, right. I'll go ahead and fill the space here as much, best as I can. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring a coin up. Let's see. What state should we use? Uh, I have all sorts of different options here. So we're going to use a Pennsylvania quarter just for fun. Uh, and I need to change it. There we go. Oh, that, that coin flip's no fun. We're going to find an online coin flipper here. Uh, but the best part is, like I said, they've done a decent job of uh, building this show. So let's see what we can do here. There we are. We're going to share this for anybody who is watching on, on YouTube. You will actually get to see this coin. There it is with the ads and everything attached. All right. And I get to call it this time. Uh, so tails never fails. So we're going to go with tails for my, uh, my flip and let's see tails failed so that didn't work uh so tom wins the coin flip meaning tom you are going to get a chance uh to make the first pick for the first match which will give you the first pick in five matches you were muted tom so i see yeah. you're trying to say something I'm, to me yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm going to defer i'm gonna give you the first pick so that way oh. i i think that means i will end up getting the final pick so, because we're, we're odd. Right. Nine, so nine the, first matches. Would get the first pick on one, three, five, seven, and nine, which would be five. Which is okay. That's okay. That's what I want. Sorry. I, I hadn't, I, you, you, okay. You don't want to make the first pick on the last match. I understand what you're doing yep, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, you're going to defer, which is a thing I think we can do. Uh, so, we're making the rules up. Oh, here, so we can do anything we want. Here, here's the thing. The goal is that we don't end up tied here, so that way this isn't – we don't have to navigate this as we go. But we are tied, so it's good competition. <laughs> we are. Uh, everybody is listening to this, whether you're listening on a podcast or watching on YouTube, you can tell Tom and I do a ton of prep work before we come yeah. in. Uh, I was going to say, good competition, bad content. That's what, that's what you're here for. Right. <laughs> Tongue-in-cheek. All right, so the buy-in match. So I'll make the first pick then. Thunder Rosa and Riho are taking on Britt Baker and Reba. Of course, Thunder Rosa uh, and Britt have had a ongoing battle uh, for months now, uh, which is great. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Riho, and Britt Baker are all excellent in the ring. Reba's not bad in the ring. They're just they're booking her as a character that's, you know, uh, a little more comic relief, I guess, than anything. And Britt's, I don't want to say Britt's heavy, because um, she's not her bodyguard or anything like that. It's not, you know, that style. It's just her, uh, more her lackey, I guess, than anything. And, and the one who helps her with her shenanigans. Um, not going to spend a ton of time on a buy-in match. The buy-in matches, typically buy-in matches and kickoff matches, you want the baby faces to go over. I think when you look at this, 
the way they've booked people, one of these things is not like the other. Um, I think Reba somehow screws it up. And whether she takes the fall or she causes Britt to take the fall, which I actually think would be the better way to go, uh, I think Thunder Rosa and Riho are going to win this match. Yeah, I, I thought this uh, feud was going to come to an end between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker in the tournament, and it di- it didn't. Uh, I guess it didn't. Maybe it did. Maybe it's, it clearly didn't because we're still here. I also thought that we were going to end up with a different finalist for the uh, eliminator tournament as well with a couple of the ladies in this match uh, being potentially involved. Um, I, I think you're, I think you're right that, that Reba not rebel is the person that takes the fall here. Like that makes the most sense. I think you do need to protect the other three. Um, so yeah, I can't, I can't disagree. I, I, I love Britt Baker. I want her to be the AEW women's champion. I hope that happens here in 2021. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how or when I see that happening. Um, but uh, it's not this weekend, of course. So yeah, Thunder Rosa and Riho are my pick as well. So the next thing we want to do, though, is not a pick. Um, so we're going to talk things, but we're not going to count it as a pick. And that's let's chat about the fact Paul White uh, was announced the former Big Show. No more BS. I do think that's a pretty clever T-shirt. Um, but uh, no more BS. <laughs> And he announced on Dynamite that uh, AEW has another, I don't know if he said another, but a Hall of Fame caliber signing that will be debuting or appearing at Revolution. There has been a ton of CM Punk speculation, not with anybody that I've read that has any sort of credibility, um, you know, as far as it's not like Mike Johnson or Dave Meltzer or, and I know some people probably feel really strongly one way or the other on some of those guys, um, Wade Keller. Jason Powell, any of those reporters, I haven't seen any of them say, I think it's CM Punk. Um, but a lot it, of internet chatter on it. It, it maybe, yeah, it made me wonder where that buzz, for lack of a better word, buzz, where it started. Because I was just like, okay, that, yeah, actually, that's the name, right? But, but, but why and where? Like, where is this coming from? <clears throat> right. And, and Punk has said on Twitter, it's not him, but of course he's not going to say it's him, even if it was. Yeah. Uh, see you Sunday, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, I could see him actually doing something like that to say, see you Sunday, guys. And then on Sunday on Twitter, you know, post a video and go, hey, guys, it's Sunday. Everybody have a great day. Or, you know, I mean, I, he's absolutely the guy who would troll people like that. Um, so, but, uh, you know, and Batista has said, I, I've seen some Batista rumblings. You know, he said there needs to be a new word for retired in wrestling because nobody believes the word retired anymore, um, which he's right. Um, and, and, Many, many wrestlers have led to nobody believing the word retired in wrestling. Um, You know, other names I've seen thrown around. um, Christian. Christian has been confirmed to be signed to a Legends deal in WWE by somebody. So I don't believe it's Christian. Uh, He appears to be under a Legends deal. Uh, Mark Henry's name has been thrown around. Henry has said on Busted Open, where he appears a couple of times a week, I know, on the SiriusXM show, that he's hoping to have another match within the next six months or so. I don't know if he's under Legends deal or not. Um, I've seen Kurt Angle's name. Last I knew, he was back as a producer with WWE, so I don't know if he's under contract or not. Uh, somebody here on John Cena's name, I... No, <laughs> it's not John Cena. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Any names you're kicking around, Tom? That I, my, my problem is when they do this, 
I, I fear uh, our friend John S said, if it's not punk, the internet wrestling community is going to just crap all over this. And, and I kind of feel the same way. Like they're not their fault that everybody's speculating so wildly because they, they said it in a way to make you speculate wildly, but boy, they better be able to deliver. Yeah. There are no names that are coming to mind for me. Um, just because I, I I don't typically spend time thinking about guys that aren't active and in, in, in the mix. Um, CM Punk is that name. Like, but that he's that name for anyone right now. Like, I don't care where you'd go um, in the pro wrestling landscape. He'd be the one. He'd be the impact, the needle mover, if you will. Impact was the wrong term because of the relationship between Impact and AEW. Um it's Rich Swan. Um. <laughs> um, it's it, it, but it's also. I know why AEW does this, based on the the interviews I've read and heard with Tony Khan, and 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 kind of the the uh, the good aggressive kind of approach they're taking. It's also dangerous territory because how many times do you do something like this or tease something like this? And, and and not meet folks' expectations. That is that's kind of the worst. That's 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 the worst case scenario, right? And and, and again, I don't think you're you're never going to please everyone all the time. And because of that situation, um, you set you set people up for disappointment. Now that being said, disappointment on your own end is only based on the expectations you set. So if you don't set expectations, like right now, I'm not, I, I, until that announcement came out on Wednesday and then the speculation started to rumble more yesterday, I thankfully haven't emotionally connected to any of it. And I, I care, but I don't care. So I'm not going to be disappointed, I don't believe. I'll be interested to see how it plays out. Interesting that you're using your last big signing, which you could have, this could have been that. You could have waited and announced Paul White on Sunday instead of 15 days ago, whenever it was. Uh, and that would have been impactful because I think that no one thought of him as ever being where he is. Um, the first so. time I saw the Paul White is all elite um, meme picture, whatever you want to say, I actually had to look at who posted it because I thought it was a Photoshop. Uh, you know, my, my initial thought was, nah, no, he's not. And then I went, oh, all, that's all elite wrestling that posted that. That's not, um, you know, Joe Schmo on on Random Wrestling Group One Hundred and One on Facebook. That's that's from all elite wrestling. Oh, Paul White's in all elite. Okay, um, yeah. I it, I I don't know who it's going to be. Um, I hope whatever they do with the person is interesting. But um, I, you know, and I have seen the Brock Lesnar uh, rumble as well, and he would be the only other one that I could see besides punk at that level that would make you go, holy stuff. I mean, John Cena would be too, but again, I, that would be the most shocking to me outside of Vince McMahon himself appearing on, on AEW. Um, and I, well, I just don't ever see John Cena doing that. And that begs the question, like you wouldn't, wouldn't you think that WWE would be now with Paul White signing and, and just the longevity that he had, um, wouldn't wouldn't they be more proactive in like looking to like lock guys up? I, I would think that'd be the case. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe they really don't care. Maybe they're like, listen, we have our assets. We have our guys that we know are 
as much as we knock on them for not building towards the future, you know, we've got our, we've got our cupboards full. We're not worried about the guys that are up, but like a Brock Lesnar, you would think that they would. You'd also think that Brock Lesnar, unlike CM Punk would go and say, Hey, Vince, I need to let you know, I've got an offer. Can you match it? Cause, right. if, cause out, out of respect for the business we've done for forever, if you can't, well, you know. And, and out of respect for Brock Lesnar's look, Brock Lesnar is about Brock Lesnar getting a payday. Um, and, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So if Lesnar has an offer on the table, so one place he's going to try to play that offer against the other one. He did it with UFC and WWE for years. Um, and he made a lot of money on it. <laughs> so if he can get an offer from one, you know, WWE will pay Brock Lesnar anytime, anytime he wants to come back, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it, Lesnar punk or Cena would be, mind-blowing anybody else will be like oh I, I think anybody else would almost be like a sting to me like oh well let's see what they do with them um because that was kind of my reaction with sting it was like well okay this could be interesting let's see what happens um yeah be interesting to see our good friend jeff probably knows who it is and and is not going to tell us but uh that's okay i don't want to be told i I'm hoping to watch this show Sunday night. I still don't know what's going to happen. So uh, if I if I am able to watch it live, I'm looking forward to to finding out in real time and not being spoiled on social media, hopefully. So uh, let's go in, back into the picks. Tom, you're going to get the first pick on this next match. Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy versus the best man, Miro, and the recently married Kip Sabian. Yeah, I'm excited for this match. I feel like it's... Uh, gone from kind of you know really hot to a little bit of a simmer because of the length between the wedding and when this is happening and there isn't a whole lot of like, physical interaction with these four but, but but the connection and the vibe is there um, and I think it's going to be a fun match. Uh, I think this is the spot where Miro destroys Charles uh, as a way to get his revenge for being handcuffed and embarrassed at the wedding. So my pick is going to be Miro and Kip Sabian. I don't know that they're long in this world as a tag team, um, but I think that you can easily have them in here. You build Miro, which I think is a long-term goal in AEW. You protect Cassidy because um, he's, even though I think he's Teflon, you do you don't want him to be taking the pinfall. Chuck Taylor, you know, sadly until Trent returns, which I think is not until later in this year from injury, he's going to be one of those guys where, unfortunately, we talk about uh, the the Eric's of the world, the uh, um, you know the the, the sad other tag team partner who kind of middles about. Um, thankfully, Chuck Taylor here has his other best friend in Orange Cassidy to give us this match. But I think you yeah you, you, you know, Miro and Sabian win. You put a put some finality to this feud and then the guys go their separate ways. Yeah. I, I've gone a couple different ways on this um, as I've been thinking about it this morning. And and if Taylor and Cassidy win, they're going to beat Sabian. We know that they're not, they're not pinning Miro um, because I think they are slowly trying to build Miro to something. Um, But I, I think you're probably right. I think somehow they get Cassidy taken out, whether it's, whether they handcuff him or, you know, they, they neutralize Cassidy and it becomes, you know, the beat down on Chuck Taylor. And I agree with you, you know, Chuck Taylor is, you know, a guy who probably until Trent comes back is going to take more L's than W's. Um, But kudos to AEW for a keeping the storyline going and B finding a way for at least now to keep using Chuck Taylor while his tag team partner is hurt. 
because unfortunately on the other show in WWE, you know, Ivar gets hurt and now Eric is chasing the WWE, the 24 seven title around and he's not a, well, I guess the Viking Raiders weren't portrayed lately as world beaters and big tough guys anyways, because they were battling trash monsters, but nonetheless, I know I can't let the trash monster go, but, um, <laughs> But kudos to them for finding a way and not just throwing him into, well, now Chuck Taylor's been on Dark for 74 weeks in a row. Um, you know, they've kept that storyline going um, and haven't just kind of killed it off yet. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with you, uh, you know, even though I'd love to be different so that we can continue or try to break this tie. Um, I just don't see Miro being on the losing side in this one. Uh, he's He's a force, so... All right, so before we jump into this next pick, I do have to let you know I've gotten a call from my high schooler, and uh, there was a COVID positive test at her school, and she needs to be picked up because of contact tracing. So I don't want to rush our picks, but we have to rush through our picks because I need to get her, unfortunately. So, um, and this pandemic is a pain in everyone's butt, but this is just one more example of how that is the case because she's a student athlete as well. So now she's going to have to miss basketball. So ah, here we are. So, yeah, so I want to get through. You're breaking up there, Tom. Yeah, I, I was just saying that we do, we do have time to complete our picks, but I, I don't think that we'll be able to go. I want I want to at least be able to go as in depth with and analyzing the rest of the way. All right. Well, we'll get our picks in and folks, let's uh you know, hey, enjoy what we can say and what we can get done and uh we, real life is most important. So, Casino Royal Tag Team Battle Royale, let's uh rush into that here, run into that. So far announced, Bear Country, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, uh Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, Santana and Ortiz, The Butcher and the Blade, Top Flight, Private Party, Pac and Ray Phoenix. You would have to think FTR, Jurassic Express, and TH2 would be added into this. Um, they just hadn't put them in the graphics yet, maybe because of the, the six-man match. Um, I don't know why. Um, but I have to say, I have not seen most of AEW um, from this past week, but I have read the report. I know what happened. Um, I like... Sean Spears coming back in and even Arn Anderson showing up on the uh, entrance ramp and flashing the four. Um, there was a lot of talk early on in AEW that FTR, Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes would end up being AEW's four horsemen. Uh, whether Cody ends up somehow involved in this down the road and Arn Anderson showing up could be a hint towards something like that. Um, that's a, that's a story I think we can talk about as it moves forward. Um, I love stables, so I'm good with it. And and hey, do something with Sean Spears. I, it's so start and stop with that guy. But um, let's talk Casino Royal, the Battle Royal. I, it's a Battle Royal, so it's a real crapshoot here. Um, I can certainly run through teams that I don't think are going to win it, but I, I think you're looking at Pac and Ray Phoenix having a really good shot at winning this. Um, I think FDR would also be a really good shot at winning this, and maybe Jurassic Express probably your top three and two of those three aren't officially announced, but I'm just going to assume they're in the match. I'm, I'm going to go FTR. I'm going to go FTR winning this battle Royal. I just think it makes the most sense to keep them in the tag team hunt. And they've been talking about trying to get back to the titles 
this would be a way for them to get that shot. That's a that's a smart pick, and I hope they get added. I was actually really hoping for FTR versus uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy in a two-on-two singles. Um, we didn't get that formally uh, on after Wednesday, after what played out. Um, I, mean, I haven't seen anything buzz about that. And this is a loaded card already with nine matches, including the buy-in. So they may they, that may still be coming, but I don't think it's coming Sunday. Um, so it does make sense that those teams would be added here. If they don't, it kind of seems like a missed opportunity. Um, the other, the other element here that I think of, of an unannounced team that could be in the mix that would make a lot of sense and it'd be a long-term story would be the good brothers. Uh, that would be fun. Um, but I don't, I don't know if that's possible. I, I had to think it's possible, but I don't know that it is. So I'm going to stick with a team that's on the list. Um, and I'm going to go with the team that, that looks strong on Wednesday. And I think it'd be a fantastic tag title match whenever that happens. And that's going to be Pac and Ray Phoenix to win here. So we have our first opinion. Absolutely, we do. And and I agree with you. It, young, If it's Young Bucks or Jericho and MJF, but... Um, I think you may have tipped your hat to who you might think will win that tag match when you said uh, fantastic match. I, I, if it's Young Bucks um, versus Pac and Phoenix, sign me up. That would be really, really fun to watch. Um, we'll get to that tag match in just a few here, uh, but let's move on to the face of the Revolution ladder match. Uh, Cody Rhodes uh, for a future shot at the TNT title, currently held by Darby Allen. Cody Rhodes versus Pentagon Jr. versus Scorpio Sky versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster, uh, versus someone, uh, a mystery person. So now we got two mystery people. we got a Hall of Fame caliber person who we assume is not the one in the face of the Revolution match. At least that would be weird uh, to have a Hall of Fame caliber person who probably is older as the face of the Revolution. Of course, we got Cody in here, who's no spring chicken himself. Um, I mean, he's not really old. I mean, he's having a baby. But, um, you know, I, so this would be you, Tom, making the first pick on the face of the revolution. Yeah, I, I wish that there was a mystery partner uh, or mystery uh, opponents in this match. We had the full, the full scope of these guys. I love the talent involved. I think it's an awesome and fun, diverse mix. It's got me really excited to see the match again. I don't know if I'm actually going to watch this. My brother has informed me he's opted out of coming over because of his work obligations. So that changes cost for me, which is also then maybe an, a factor of whether or not I, I do make this purchase or not. So that's tough because I really want to see this show. I just struggle right now with the disposable income of 50 or 60 bucks for for it. Uh, it's just not the best fit right now. Um, my pick here is Scorpio Sky. I, I, I love the guy. I'm high on him. He was doing something with Sean Spears when he was on commentary on Wednesday in the qualifier. He talked about how he had been injured and he was coming back here. Um, I think that Scorpio Sky Darby Allen would be an awesome match. I think it's a good way to reintroduce Scorpio, uh, but also have Darby get a win over an established talent, unless they wanted to transition away from Darby as champion. I don't think that that's where they're headed, but I think of the guys here, um, I don't want to see these Cody versus Darby again. Pentagon will be an awesome, but. If he's back in the mix, it seems like he and Ray Phoenix are the natural pair, or they're going to do something with Death Triangle at a greater extent. Caster and Archer, not really, you know, I, I don't see either of them now. Caster's a future star. I love him. I think the rap gimmick and his persona, um, his body is solid. He's going to even get better because he's super young. Um, let's hope it's not TBA. But, but whoever TBA is, I hope it's 
worthwhile. Yeah, and I should say that when I said Max Caster the way I did, it was only because Max Caster faced Preston Vance uh, on this last Dynamite episode. And on last week's show, I said I thought Preston Vance, he would have been my pick to win this thing because um, I thought maybe they were getting ready to strap a rocket to Preston Vance. Uh, now, they used it to tell the story that they're telling with with Matt Hardy and Hangman Page, who we're going to get to in just a minute here. But uh, I was just disappointed because I thought, I thought I saw something there. Um, and in fact, in our fantasy wrestling league, I picked up Preston Vance for that exact reason and went and got myself a negative one. Um, so kudos to the last place guy who gets himself another negative because he makes a dumb pickup. Um, no no pun intended that you got negative one because of Preston I, Vance. I got negative one because of Preston Vance. Absolutely. That's, that should be a positive with Preston Vance because negative one is his guy. Um, and yeah, not so much in this case, but oh well, I, I digress. Um you know, you, you and I both are, are hoping the TBA is Chris Hero. I, I don't think either of us are expecting TBA to be Chris Hero, but uh, it, it's got to be somebody who's debuting, right? It can't just be like, it, it can't be Preston Vance. It can't be Colt Cabana. It can't be Matt Seidel, you know, or, or anything like that. Um, or even, you know, J.D. Drake would be really cool to debut here, but I think you've got to give a storyline to J.D. Drake or somebody like that coming from Dark into this match. Um, you know, it could be Sean Spears. It, it could be Sean Spears, and that actually would make some sense, um, given that they re-debuted him uh, or, or brought him back, whatever you want to say, uh, with blonde hair now. Hmm, is he the Barry Windham of the Horseman? Um, you know, good worker, blonde hair, wore a glove for a while. I think I see something. Um, <laughs> um, it's really hard to pick against Cody Rhodes on a pay-per-view. It just really is. Um, and there's a story you could tell there because Darby did win the title from Cody, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. I'm going Cody. I, I don't love that pick, but I'm going Cody. Um, I just, it's hard for me to pick against Cody on a pay per view. Uh, it just, call me crazy. And maybe Sean Spears gets involved to help Cody. And maybe that's part of this. If Cody's going to the to the Horseman, uh, maybe I don't know. I might be way overthinking that. Uh, I knew you were going to pick Scorpio Sky because I know how high you are on him. I I just don't know. I they, I feel like they want to do something with him, and he was hurt for a while. So maybe this will be the start. And, and kudos if it is because I think he is really good. Um, he's a really good talker. Uh, he seems like a guy who could do a lot of good PR stuff for you too, because um, he's a very you know well spoken person. Uh, so I, I, I think Sky would be great if they want to get behind him. So we'll see how that works. Uh, all right, let's go to the match. I don't think we got to spend a lot of time on this match because I got to be honest, this is my Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman match uh, for this card. Um, the big money match. Uh, the winner gets the other one's quarter one earnings, which they haven't, unless they said it this week, they haven't even said like, is that a lot of money? Is it not a lot of money? I don't know. They both had figures. Matt Hardy's is just coming out, so maybe that won't happen in quarter one. Um, Matt Hardy signed a big money contract with AEW, we think, or that's the way they portrayed it. Hangman Page has been one of the early stalwarts, you know, was signed right away. Hangman Page has to win here, right? I mean, he has to win here. I, I, I don't have a lot to say about it other than Hangman Page has to win here. Yeah, I agree. I we talked about this a lot last week. We lamented on this match and the the issue and and Matt Hardy and I think Matt Hardy adds value 
without a doubt, his name, his, his mind, business, I feel like he's weighing Adam Page down. The issue seems to be shifting to Matt Hardy in the Dark Order, which I think is is probably better. Yeah. I think it also helps bring the Dark Order up another level. Um, but yeah, Adam Page is my pick as well. It, it's just got to be. If it's not, they're, they're wrong. <laughs> if it's not, they're wrong. That's just all I can say. Uh, let's move into the AEW women's title match. Hikaru Shida, I forgot to put the little C next to her name, but uh, she is the champion. Uh, defending versus a surprise winner, I would say, of the women's eliminator tournament, Rio Mizunami. Um, I have to admit, other than what appear, uh, than what uh, aired on Dynamite and the matches that happened on Dynamite, I have not seen any of the eliminator tournament. Uh, so I am not really familiar with Mizunami. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching, as I finish Dynamite later, uh, this weekend sometime. I'm looking forward to her match with Nyla Rose to, to see a little bit more about her. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Tom, you have the first pick on this one, though. Yeah, she does retaining without a doubt. Uh, you don't you don't switch the title here, despite the fact that Mizunami looked great in the tournament and was looked strong. I was really nervous on Wednesday that they were going to put Rose over and have Rose because I think there's there's history there, of course, but then I thought, oh my gosh, if you do that, and then 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 you have to give the belt to Nyla Rose because you've kind of burned, burned her, like you burned burned that that talent, and 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 we talked before here, we talked last the end of last year quite a bit that it was going to take some time to rehab Nyla Rose. I think the tournament did that, and she looked strong in defeat, um, and and I think she's more more of a, a featured talent in, in the long term scope of AEW. But I think that beating Mizunami uh, adds to the, the credibility of her reign as champion. So she does my pick. All right. I, I, I'm with you. Um, I, again, I haven't seen a lot of Mizunami, so I feel like I can't say a whole lot about this match. Uh, she has been awesome as champion. Um, and I agree. I was a little concerned they were going to go when I saw that was the final. Uh, was was going to be Rose and Mizunami. I, I thought Rose would have won. If, if we were doing a pick them for Dynamite last week, I would have picked Rose. No question. Um, and, and I just feel like I've seen Sheeta Rose enough. So I'm glad they went a different direction. Uh, I, again, if I end up watching the show on Sunday night or if I end up seeing it sometime later, uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this match because Sheeta's awesome. Um, and, and I've heard good things about how Mizunami looked. Uh, so... I would be looking forward to seeing this match for sure, but I Sheeta Sheeta's keeping the belt. Um, I think there's way too many stories to still tell with Sheeta. Uh that and, and unless Mizunami is actually coming in full time, you know, putting your title on someone uh who isn't going to be in the US all the time, probably not a great idea in this current um climate. So although, you know, hey, New Japan kept the US title on Mox, so whatever. Um Spoiler, if you hadn't seen that. Sorry, Tom. No, um, I, I'm good. I'm caught up. Okay, okay. <laughs> right after I said that, I was like, oh, I don't know if Tom saw that, but now I just ruined it. All right, let's talk that tag title match. Uh, the Young Bucks defending against Chris Jericho and MJF. I, I got to say, MJF has lasted longer in the inner circle than I ever expected him to last. I thought that was going to be a couple of weeks and done. Blows up. Um, so they've done more of a slow burn with, let's be honest, we know it's not going to last. These two can't coexist forever um jericho and mjf um jericho and mjf as the almost are they aren't they oddball champions could have some legs um but i just don't 
think that's where we're going. I think we see Sammy Gabara uh, reappear here and and be the reason that the Young Bucks end up winning, not because he helps the direct, you know, n- no correlation between Guevara and the Young Bucks, but Guevara costing Jericho and MJF, somehow distracting, interfering, whatever. Um, and and that we haven't seen Guevara since he quit the inner circle. So I think this is where Guevara makes his reappearance. Um, you know, Guevara could be the TBA in the ladder match too. I just don't think unless that ladder match happens after this, I don't think that makes any sense. His first time reappearing should be something around this. I think Guevara interferes and I think the Young Bucks keep the titles and uh, move on because at some point you think we got to be getting Young Bucks, Good Brothers. I, I liked your idea of the Good Brothers maybe being in that tag battle royal. Hadn't thought about it. Made, makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah. I, Young Bucks are winning this match. Yep. Uh, we we agree on picks here. Uh, I love, I love your idea. It, it was where I was possibly headed to. Sammy Guevara appearing here, showing up, uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, Jericho and, and MJF taking pinfall losses is something that we haven't seen in AEW. That's a key thing to keep an eye on, uh, even if it's dirty because Guevara does interfere. Um, it's really funny to see Jericho be the one to eat the pinfall, and like it could have been MJF, but somehow, some way he. Uh, gets credit and and then the heat grows between Jericho and MJF because again you're right they're, they're them being together as, as kind of in the and pretty much on the same page has certainly lasted a lot longer. The issue towards this point is Gara, but I think MJF probably will experience the second pinfall loss if not here, um, and that would make a lot of sense you know in the in the in the long term in the build of Gara way ahead probably what we're getting at double or nothing or sooner who knows um but yeah young bucks retain again and the emotional component of this uh and and, and what's going on when you get to the segment that Wednesday, it's good uh kind of a press conference with circle and the bucks come out and and spoiled that and it led to a, a, a brawl um that wasn't bad um it wasn't necessarily great either. It it adds more fuel to the fire, but you could have you could have left me with Papa Buck being beaten down and Buck saying, you know, when we come back coming for revenge. And we got more physical last Wednesday before they're gonna clash rank. So they're done without that, but it doesn't change the outcome. The young bucks do retain. Yeah, absolutely. Your your audio breaks up a little bit here and there, Tom, just so you know, uh, which I realize there's nothing you can do about it. It's internet fun. Um, I'm going to stop Cam just to help with bandwidth. Okay. Yeah, see if, we'll see if that, that helps out. Um, but but I think we got all the main points in, in what you were saying. Um, I, and I agree um, that actually would have the Papa Buck thing and the Bucks are coming for revenge at the pay-per-view would have been a great uh, hook, uh, or I don't want to say cliffhanger. That's not the right word, but, um, to kind of give them some, some retribution for lack of a better word. Um, not, not the, not stable, but to give the young bucks some of their retribution and, and Jericho and MJF, some of the comeuppance, um, already is a little weird. Um, that being said, a, a couple from what I've read, a couple of cool, uh, I don't know, cool might be the wrong word, but a couple of cool cameos, at least in the press conference. Um, from folks as well. So Tom, you get the first pick in the street fight sting in his first match in years 
in a street fight match with he and Darby Allen versus uh, Team Taz's Brian Cage and Absolute Ricky Starks. Uh, you got to believe other members of Team Taz Hook and Powerhouse might get involved as well, maybe even Taz himself. But uh, what do you think is going to happen here in the street fight? I'm excited for it. I believe it's going to be like about before a static match, which makes a lot of sense, especially if this is the semi-main and the no rope barbed wire is the main. It gives you time to set up that ringside area while you show a match on the screen. Um, this also has been really good in terms of build. Uh, before I talk about my thoughts on the match and kind of where I see it going, uh, you were in 97 just and you weren't connected to all the promotion. A potential yep. dream match, fantasy-wise, would have been... You might Sting. want to maybe re-say that, Tom. You broke up real bad there for a second, so we didn't uh, hear you. Sorry about that. Um, 97 dream match would have been Sting versus Taz. If you would have said... Not that it would have been a good match, but I think the two guys, and Sting and Taz, were arguably two of the hotter talents across the so, I think that element of this match is interesting. Um, we can go back 24 years and, and rekindle that. And it wasn't an issue then, but that, that's a fun kind of connection here. Um, Sting and Darby are the pick to win. I think this is where this feud comes to an end. If I'm wrong, I'm going to be interested how it continues to develop. I don't, know, I don't know how you do that. Um, I think I think the shift Darby and like I know that it's probably not going to go but I want to see Darby be an active team. team. Oh, are you there? Yep, I'm there. Okay. I, I didn't catch the end part there, Tom. Sure. I was just, I was just saying I think we need to shift and have Darby becoming a, a regular defending champion of the TNT title. Totally. Oh, totally agreed. Yeah. And uh, Sting and Darby was your pick, if I heard you right. That is. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why our audio today is just ah, gremlins. Um, I, I'm going to agree with you. Sting and Darby, I think, is my pick as well. I just don't think you have Sting come back for his first match in however many years it's been and then beat him. Um, you know, Ricky Stark seems the most likely to take the pinfall here. Um, I think I think either Starks or Cage could get pinned, and I don't think it would hurt them that much. But um, especially in a street fight, you've got the Gaga and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I just think Starks probably takes the fall here, probably to Sting, which for Starks I would think would be like a really cool thing. Like, hey, I took a fall to Sting. Cool. Um, I, I don't think he's you know going to be upset about that. You know, it's not. Oh, I took a fall to a sixty-two year old man. Dude, it's Sting. Like. You're okay. Um, so I think it'd be fine. Um, and I agree. I, 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 this has been a, a okay build, a, a reasonably good build. Um, I, I feel like it kind of has been this it, it, until a week ago or so. It had kind of been the same thing for a couple of weeks. So I was glad it started to accelerate a little. Um, but uh, I, I did like, I think it was a week ago. You know, they had had two weeks ago, they had had the image of Cage and Starks dragging Allen in a body bag behind a car. And then I like that Sting brought Allen back by dragging him behind a car, like basically showing like, 
Darby Allen likes that. Um, and then Allen comes in on the zip line, uh, which is somebody made a point on Facebook, and I think it's a good point. It's one of the first times we've seen that. I think even since the Owen Hart tragedy, um, we just don't see a lot of the repelling kinds of things anymore since that. Even even Sting didn't do as much of it in WCW. I think he did it some after the Owen Hart thing, but um, for a little while he did not, um, if nothing else, out of good taste. Um, but nonetheless, uh, that was that was pretty well done, I thought. Um, Darby, I thought it, the, the zip line was a little slow getting him in the ring last week, but nothing you can do about that. You're on the zip line, right? So I think Sting and Darby get this win as well. Uh, I think it'll be fun. I think, you know, it'll be a plunder match. Um, if it is cinematic, which I think makes a ton of sense the way that you've laid it out, that um, that it be the cinematic match. Everybody's focusing on that while they're setting up the ring for the main event. Um, I, yeah, I just think that makes a lot of sense. Well, let's talk, Tom, the last match of the night. The AEW world title exploding barbed wire death match. It's like the longest title ever for a, a main event. Kenny Omega defends versus John Moxley. This is a story that literally has been going on since the very first AEW show back at Double or Nothing uh, in 2019. Uh, they've been telling this story along the way. I, the twists and turns with Impact and with Kenny being the heel and all of this and Kenny being the heel who looked who the exploding barbed wire death match. We talked about that last week, but that's a little bit like, hmm, interesting. Um, I I can go either way on this match, but I just don't see Omega losing the title yet. I think there's a lot more to the Omega title reign before we, we take the belt off of him. I think it's way too soon to do that. Um, and I think that if we eventually are headed towards Adam Page being a world champion, which you got to think is still the the plan. That seems like then the plan since day one. Um, Page beating Omega somewhere down the road, whether that be double or nothing, whether that be later in the year, um, all out, something like that. Um, there's a lot of story there with Page and Omega. So a lot of meat on the bone they could tell there. I think depending on how this impact New Japan, whatever, crossovers all, how long they're going to go for. I just think there's a lot more meat on the bone with Omega as champion in the role that he's in. I, this is going to be a spectacle. I hope that it's not a cringeworthy in the way that it just comes off really cheesy spectacle. I hope that it's an entertaining spectacle. I think it will be with the two guys who are in it. Um, but I'm going Kenny Omega to retain the title in the exploding barbed wire death match of doom match. <laughs> Yes, I agree with your pick. Omega retains here. I expect a spectacle. I think you described it really well there. It's, and I, I think that because they are acknowledging the history of the match at Sushi Onida and on Black Wednesday, to the the violence of this and the the match. It's incredibly violent and, and vicious for where we're at in this issue to an extent, but I also I can see it because, you know, when Omega won the title, he used the microphone to take out Mox and you know, or Mox jumped into the heater at one point and got that 
big laceration or abrasion on Omega's face. So the physicality has been here. And, and, and again, going back to their, uh, their unsanctioned match when they got all types of weapons and plunder and barbed wire netting gimmicks and whatnot. Um, I hope my, my, my big thing is I think it's going to be amazing. I just hope both guys are incredibly safe. I, I want them to come out of this as unscathed as possible as best they're able to. So, uh, and, 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 and I don't know where Mox goes from here, uh, which will be far to develop if he doesn't win. If he wins, then that's even another interesting path because who then would he uh, face as a future challenger? So there we are, there we have it, all of our picks, and we are pretty consistent uh, with the exception of two matches. So our two matches are the, both of the matches. Yep. Uh, the tech and the, the pace of the revolution. So that means we could still be tied if if one of us is right in each of those matches. Um, it is possible that even with nine matches, we could still be tied. Um, but it's also possible if we're both wrong and let's say Bear Country wins the tag battle royal. I don't expect that to happen. Although I like what I've seen at Bear Country. Um, and you know, Pentagon wins the uh, the ladder match. Then maybe, then maybe we're still well. We're still tied at that point too. We could both be wrong. Um, but we'll see. On Sunday night, uh, we will we will see how it all plays out uh, next week. We haven't even talked about what we will talk about next week, but we'll have a lot to talk about. It looks like next week um, there's some some sort of major announcement. Um, coming around NXT, I know. That's all I know about it. I haven't seen NXT, so I don't know the context, uh, but there's some sort of major announcement coming. Um, I have read rumblings. So here's, here's a spoiler, uh, not spoiler, um, interesting thing that might be coming, Tom. Uh, of course, there's a lot of talk about is NXT moving to Tuesday nights, um, which might be happening, but also talk that TakeOver may happen WrestleMania weekend, but it might be on Thursday. And it might be a two-night Wednesday-Thursday thing. Um, so you would then have NXT on Wednesday night, TakeOver on Thursday night, SmackDown on Friday night, WrestleMania on Saturday night, WrestleMania on Sunday night, Monday night Raw, Tuesday night potentially would be when NXT would move to Tuesday nights. That's a lot. Holy smokes. Um, and I'm on vacation for that entire stretch. I know you and are. Be, and, and I'll be traveling, so I don't know that I have enough room on the DVR. <laughs> right, right. You might have to call your cable company and see if you can bump that uh, storage limit up by any chance. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's just an insane amount of things. Um, at least at least WrestleMania, which will be a huge portion of the memory you would need, um, won't be on the DVR. You'll have it on on Peacock. So, um, but yeah, good luck catching up on that when you get back from vacation, my friend. Need a vacation uh, from my vacation just to watch wrestling. I'm, I'm gonna yeah, I just. <laughs> And I have trivia nights within there somewhere. And I, when am I supposed to watch any of this stuff? My wife would probably like to see me. I don't know, but um, maybe she won't <laughs> by that point too. But um, yeah, it's that's you know it's crazy. Normally that weekend, of course, is crazy with all the indie shows and everything. And there still are some indie shows going on uh, that weekend as well. And, and try to factor all of that in if you want to watch see any of those. If they book things that you want to see too, I good luck. Anyways, more to talk about in that in the future. Tom, I know you got to go and uh, get your high schooler prayers that all turns out well there um, and that uh, everybody stays healthy. This is just 
this is the world we live in right now, unfortunately. But uh, we've, been, we've been so good nine months into the school year, probably seven months into the school year. And we've been again, let's just isolation and, and not an actual uh, impacted by that. So thanks for sticking with us. Uh, sorry, folks, for the audio, audio issues. We'll share better. We'll share better. Always do next week. Absolutely. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we will see you again next week right back here on Two Spot Monkeys Live. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.